Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. Welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social platform, medias, or any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, and locations. Although we love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy uh, can be persecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions about the night, tonight's ministry, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So if you would, join your hearts with me in a word of prayer. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. That healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, beloved, this is part five of prepared for the battle. You know, whether we like it or not, we are in a battle. And God expects us to win. But in order to win, we must be prepared. Victory depends on preparation. Our our preparation establishes our expectation. It gives clarity to what we see or our observation. See, we're not supposed to be those that um, try to live, case sarah, sarah, whatever will be, live by accident. No, we're designed to live on purpose, by purpose. And as you do that, then you will find victory that will be easy for you to uh, achieve because the promises of God are, are set up in such a way so that we win. That's why he sent his word, and his word was sent to heal and to deliver out of all. Sometimes we become frustrated 
because of the time frames that we put on God or because of the conditions that we don't like and we want to get out of now. Beloved, I'll tell you that um, the things that you're facing, first of all, uh, God has said there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. Okay? So, and we'll with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So we just need to count the cost. That would be step number one, is to count the cost. You know, know what it's going to take. That way you can, uh, you can resist the devil when he comes and tells you it's not going to work. Every time the devil speaks, Jesus said, he speaks a lie because he's the father of it. Of it. And when he opens his mouth, he says he's speaking of his own. And he's trying to father lies and deception in your heart so that you will not achieve what God has already promised is yours. We are not trying to, uh, uh, we're not trying to make something happen. We are the ones that simply enjoy the promise that has already been spoken. Walk in preordained steps, okay? Walk out what God has already said instead of walking away from what God has said. See, the battle is, the battlefield is in the mind. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks on the inside, that's where the, the battle is. Okay? It's not just your, your mental um, acuities that I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, uh, your heart's position, see, because as you have uh, uh, the right, the proper heart towards God, then that's the thing that God is able to bless. He's not just blessing your effort, beloved, because sometimes your effort uh, lies. Don't you say with your, uh, uh, your heart that you love the Lord? but then you do the wrong thing? Yeah, see? So your effort is not what he's looking at. God looks at the heart. He's bigger than your mistakes, beloved. (laughs) See? He has great grace. As a matter of fact, it says that where sin abounded, much more did grace abound. And every time I say the word sin, I would like to remind you that I'm not talking about your, your, your actions. I'm talking about the position of your heart. The primary definition of the word sin is to be without a portion, okay? So then if you don't have understanding, according to Proverbs chapter 4, says with all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the most important thing. Actions are not the most important thing. And sometimes we have made the actions more important than the, 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 the word of God, which is the wisdom of God, see? And then as you depart from the wisdom of God, then there is no way for you to win because the wisdom of God is where he has placed your victory, okay? With all your getting, get understanding because wisdom is the principal thing. And Christ has been made unto you wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. See? 
So that's why we need to, to count the cost. What did it cost Jesus? A. And everything that I'm supposed to have in my life, Jesus has already purchased it for me. That's why he said it is finished. So I'm counting the cost. I'm starting with what Jesus did, the finished work at Calvary. See? If I'm going to count the cost based on my own effort, I probably will come up short. See? Because my effort is going to be uh, uh, something that I look at because of the, through the eyes of circumstances, things circled around me, standing against me. My effort didn't seem to move me to the place of victory. His word moves me to the place of victory, not my effort. By grace are you saved, not, that is a, a gift of God, not of works. See, it's not your effort. Your steps are ordered of the Lord, and when you walk uprightly, then God says he will not withhold any good thing from you. See, we we, we got to get the real understanding of how God is expecting us to walk in victory. Okay? It's not going to be because you did all the right things, you lined all of the stuff up, and you said all the right things. It's more than just repeating scripture. It's living scripture. That's what Jesus said in, in, in John chapter 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, if you live in me, and my word abides in you, and my word lives in you, then you will be able to speak correctly. Then you will ask what you will, and it will be given you. You see? Once you get your, 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 your heart connected to the, to, the, to the life that's in the Word, then you will enjoy the life that's in the Word. <laughs> see? I, I won't have to try to make things happen. Because it's interesting the way God ordained this thing for us, according to Deuteronomy chapter 28, if I would hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord my God, then all of these blessings will come upon me and they will overtake me. See? I'll be blessed in this city. Okay, let's just turn there so that you can see that. All right? I just I want, I want you to understand how God is, is, is wanting us to function, okay? He's, he's wanting us to function according to his word. I mean, last week we, 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 we studied, uh, the, he said he's called heaven and earth to record against us that he set before us life and death, blessing and, for, and cursing. That's in Deuteronomy 28:19. And he said that to us so that we will know that what's in front of us is Preordained victory, okay? It's preordained victory. So then when you align yourself with that, then you will begin to say what God says, and your actions will then line up with what you say. See? But if you're trying to make your actions lead, we're going to have a problem there. Because almost every time, beloved, if you try to lead with your actions, you're going to fall short. 
Because when you lead with your actions, you're leading in your own strength. See, and God told us it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by my spirit. And his spirit dwells in you. That, you know, it's just really kind of good. Since God put his spirit in us, would it not be a good thing for us to allow his spirit to live through us? Amen. I mean, look how easy it is. Jesus said ease. He said, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. He didn't say take my yoke and work. He said take my yoke and learn of me. And then you will find rest unto your souls. Because my yoke is easy, my burden is light or illumination. You know, when you understand a thing, the thing becomes easy for you to master. Is that correct? Wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. Get understanding. When you have that, mastery of the thing is easy then. You 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 went through school and they gave you the timetables and you learned the timetables and then math became easier to you because they gave you a system that would get you there quicker. See, that's the same thing with the Word of God. It's ordained for you to walk out the Word. See? But if you don't put the Word in your heart, then your steps are going to be iffy, if you would. They're going to be suspect. See? And then because you're, you're, you don't have the, the understanding and your actions become suspect, now you're going to get frustrated. This is the battle, beloved. You know, we're, I'm, I'm trying to help you eliminate the frustrations so you can enjoy the victory. All right? Notice what he said here. He says, if it will come to pass, if you would hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, hearken diligently. See, the, 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 the effort is not what he wants diligence in. The effort of listening is what he wants uh, diligence in. Because when you hear a thing, then that Jesus said it this way. If you abide in my truth, if you continue in my truth, if you live in my truth, then you will know the truth and the truth that you are intimate with will make you free. Continue in my word. Then you'll be my discipled uh, followers. Then you'll be disciplined. Okay, that's what disciples are. They are disciplined. They listen. They hearken diligently. Okay? This is what he's wanting us to do. Spend more time with him, listening to him. He's going to give you the answers. Okay, we're going to do it that way. He's going to give you the answers. If you find yourself in the test, please remember, this is an open book test. He's giving you the answers. And as he gives you the answers, that also says he's giving you the victory. See? The, the challenge that we have is to stay in the word and uh, adhere to his word. Live there. 
Just rest there. Take your bowl right there. You know, um, uh, the, the prophetess Anna, she was, she, she had decided that she was going to live in the presence of God. She never left the church. She just stayed there praying and, and interceding, stayed there praising and worshiping. She just, they built her a room in the church. You know, she just was going to stay there. She wanted to stay before God. Because in his presence is fullness of joy, not some joy. You know, when you live in his presence, goosebumps are no longer the priority. Because sometimes in our lives, we just live from goosebump experience to the next goosebump experience. But if we would purpose to live in his presence, he said in his presence, that's where joy is made full. That's what he's wanting you to, to live in. He, you were created to be in his presence. Amen. That's what happened when Adam came, when he formed Adam, and he breathed into Adam the breath of life. Come on, y'all. He breathed into Adam the breath of life, you can say. He breathed into Adam his spirit and his word. Amen. Everything that was created was created this way. Let there be. It was created by his word. Let us make man, after I say the word let, was the thing that causes everything to function. See? He released his word. He released his breath. He released his spirit. See? And so then as we live that way, by what mm, by what he let, I had never said it that way before, y'all. <laughs> he said, let there be, so then we should live by what he let. Hallelujah. Come on. See? Because if, if I do that, then I'm starting from the in the beginning, God. I'm starting before any problems, concerns. See? Because Adam didn't have concerns. Let's look at Adam's life. The Bible said Adam did this. He walked with God in the cool of the evening. I just That picture, if you would in my mind, shows me that Adam was at rest. Adam was not concerned about the atmosphere, heat or cold. His temperature was perfect. He walked with God in the cool of the evening. That, that kind of tells me what, what God's intent for us was. He wanted us to be, you know, the ones that functioned in the place where there was no stress. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you will find rest unto your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I mean, Adam had it, had, had it made, if you would. God told Adam to name all of the animals. And then the next verse said, and the Lord 
brought the animals to Adam to see what he would name them. God gave him a job, and then God did all the heavy lifting. Your life is the exact same way. God called you and said, have dominion, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. He, you, when you replenish, beloved, it's already been plenished before. Amen. He made the fruit before Adam was placed in the earth. And then he told Adam, run it like I tell you to run it, and you will be fruitful. He did not tell Adam to make fruit. Amen. <laughs> See? It's easy when we do it God's way. When we do it our way, it's probably going to be hard. Hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God and observe to do what he says. Then when you do that, he says, mm, come on, y'all. When you purpose in your heart to live this way, to listen to God and to do what he says do, then he says God's going to do something. He's going to set you on high. Glory to God. Just so that we get it, in our lives, what we're trying to do, we're trying to achieve being number one. That's what we, that's what we push towards. We want to be the best. Well, if you would hearken to the voice of your Lord, your God, he said he would set you on high. Wow. I mean, I ain't even got to work to be first. God placed me in the position of his heart. Do you know where you are in his heart? You are in the position of first. Hallelujah. Mm. Now we just got to live from that position because that's where life is. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. He places us high above every nation. If I would hearken to do what he says do, listen at the way he says do it. See? If I pay more attention to the word than I do my effort. I hope you're getting some out of this. Because we have been trained to, to you put our nose to the ground, grindstone, which means now we are paying more attention to our effort than we are to his word. When we pay attention to his word, his spirit causes all things to work together are good. See, that's how it was intended to work, beloved. You were not supposed to sweat. After sin, then God told Adam, now you're going to live by the sweat of your brow. So my question becomes, what was Adam living by before the sin? Amen. We, I mean, since it's available... God's no respect to a person. Since he did it for Adam, he then puts himself in position where he has to do it for me. Otherwise, he's going to be a respecter of a person. And he's not that. He wants everybody to enjoy good. Do you not know that when he told him to be fruitful, 
that he knew the end number of man right then and there, so that all of man's provision was already in the, come on, come on, it was already in the word of let. God, that's good, Lord. Everything that God intended for us was in the word, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So then I guess we could just go there since we opened that up. Do you think God's up there sweating about what what he needs? He, well, he couldn't be sweating about what he needs if he's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches. <laughs> huh? He's going to supply our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So he cannot be thinking about, well, I need this. Do you, I mean, otherwise, then there's no way for our need to get met because he's trying to get his. I mean, can you see that? See? Everything that man needed, he made for man before he placed man in the situation. Man was, man was placed in the earth on the day Man was placed in the earth on the day before rest, and then man was placed in rest. I'm hoping you're getting this. He didn't put man in work. The first instructions as the day was given to him was to rest. Follow what I do. On the seventh day, rest. On the Sabbath day, rest. And the Sabbath day, Jesus said, was made for the man. Hello. It was made for rest. For his good pleasure, we were created. For his good pleasure. He doesn't get pleasure out of you being in fear, frustration, anxiety, and toil. He does not get pleasure out of that. If he did, then why would he cause us to go into his presence where fullness of joy is? Oh, beloved, please see the picture that the word of God paints for us. Now, rest is not of the lack of work. It's the work of ease. Oh, my God. I'll just say that again. Rest is not a lack of work. It's the work of ease. Come on, y'all. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. You'll find rest. For my yoke is easy. Burden is illumination. The interest of his word gives light. He gives understanding to the simple. See, our life is in the Word. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, by effort alone. Because in order to get bread, you're going to have to exert effort. Man shall not live by effort, but man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And since you were made in his image, then he wants you to use your mouth. You shall declare and decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you. We're supposed to be the ones like God who cause those things 
that be not as though they were. Please hear what he says. He says he calls them or he speaks them into manifestation. He speaks them he speaks them into what he already sees in his spirit. He calls those things that be not. He did not call call things that are not. He calls the things that be not. They were supposed to be here. They were intended for you for because he made everything and then put you in the situation. See, he made you a speaking spirit, not a sweating spirit. Amen. See, if you will hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, he said he will set you on high above all the nations of the earth, above them. Those that, that, that have purpose that they're going to be the hardworking nation, he set you above that. He, he, he wants you to believe more than you work and allow the, the, the work of ease to be what you do. Since God has already done it, and I believe it, then I begin to say what God has already done. See, I let that seal my mouth. And in order for that to fill my mouth, Jesus said it has to fill my heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if my heart is troubled, which he told me to let not my heart be troubled, but if my heart is troubled, then my mouth is going to be speaking crosswise of the word of God. See? I'm going to spend more time listening at the lie of the devil than I do hearing the word of truth. If I continue in his word, abide in his word, live in his word, see? When I'm faced with something, then I say what the word says. I don't have to say what I feel. I can say what God has already said. I can live in the let. Come on, y'all. I can't get past that. That's just good. I can live in the let there be because everything that he let will be. Amen. Come on, let's look at it. After he said, let there be, the next scripture says, and it was. (laughs) See, if we live in the let, see, that's 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 your original first calling to just live in the let live in the power of the let let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus live in the power of the let glory to god okay since god is the same yesterday today and forever Whatever he let then is now. Amen. See, I'm just trying to take you back in your heart so that you can see that, okay, all of my provisions were in the let there be. And there was. The whole thing was set up and released 
on that let there be. He looked at the situation. He said he hovered over the face of the darkness. He hovered over the, 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 the waters, and, 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 and next thing he said is let. He contemplated. When he was hovering, that's what that meant. He was, he was contemplating. And then he said, this is the, in his heart, he said, this is the answer. You ready for the answer? Me be. Light be. God is light. So he just said, me be. There's your answer. Let there be light. And there was light. So, beloved, I guess I can say amen right there. Just live in the let. You know, I guess what we have done is we have thought that the let was possibly. No, the let was absolutely. See, we hear, let this mind be in you, and we think, maybe I can use the mind of Christ. No, the mind of Christ is there. Let this mind be in you. We spent so so much time practicing the let not. And we didn't understand that when Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, he was saying, don't live without the let. See? Live in the let. Settle your heart in the let. Understand that because God is for you, nothing can be against you. Live in the let. Glory to God. I mean, we have right there, we have made it so simple. It's down to three letters. <laughs> Let. Hallelujah. I, I, I can then, this is counting the cost. This is the first step. Okay? Because if I don't count the cost, I, I, I will not have what we call the five Ps. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. So then, as I meditate on the word day and night. I'll observe to do. I'll see how to do all that's written therein. This is what he told Joshua. See? And then I'll make my way prosperous. The only thing I'm going to find according to that would be good success. See? I'm counting the cost. I'm preparing. See? The devil's going to come, but if I'm prepared, you know, you don't mind writing a check for $500 when you have $1,000 in the bank. You don't mind that. See? So I don't particularly be concerned about what the devil's going to do because I'm prepared for the battle. I've already let this mind be in me that was in Christ Jesus. Jesus didn't think about, uh, he did not think about opportunities to fail. (laughs) See, that was not the way he thought. Peter came to him and and, and he said, Lord, we don't have no money to pay taxes. And Jesus said, okay, Peter, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go down to to, to the sea, go down to the water. And he said something that just blows me away. He says, and the first fish that cometh up out of the water, the fish became the banker. He said, the first fish that cometh up out of the water in his mouth is going to be some gold. 
pay my taxes and your taxes with that. I'm scared, Jesus. They're going to be frustrated with us, mad at us, angry at us, because we can't pay taxes. First of all, Peter, who do people take taxes from? Uh, do they take taxes from the stranger, or do they pay taxes from the one that's registered to be here? He said, from the one that's registered. He said, we're not the one registered, but so that we do not offend, go down and do what you do, Peter. You know how to fish, Peter. So go down to the water, and the first fish comes up, pay our taxes. Now, the phrase first fish tells me that there had to be a second fish, or maybe a 15th fish, or maybe a 150th fish. This would not be the first time that Jesus uh, made his boat sink with fish made his nets break with fish, Jesus just said, the first fish. Your provision from heaven is so massive that just the first unction will take care of your problem. Come on, y'all. See, but we haven't processed our heart to think that way. We think from lack. We can't pay our taxes. Jesus said, I'm going to give you more than enough to pay your taxes. You being a fisherman, you know what to do with those other fish. You can sell the other fish. You can eat the other fish. But the first fish, pay our taxes. Glory to God. I mean, the power of God is available for us if we would just continue to put the word first. Then after we put the word in our heart and it's filled, now our mouth speaks. Notice this. Come on, y'all. I've been in this most of the day. Notice this, that once your mouth speaks, once your mouth speaks, your victory is guaranteed. It's solidified. Notice you didn't have to work. And what you needed became yours. It became manifest. He's been teaching us these things over and over and over again. Mark chapter 4 says that if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. What is he telling us? What is he training us in? He's training us in the release of ease that comes from the kingdom of God. You shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. See? Because by your words are you justified. By your words are you condemned. See? He he wants us to learn how to frame our words. Come on, y'all. Goodness gracious. I'm going to come back to that. I want to finish what I started here in Deuteronomy. Look at that. He says, that he will set you, God's going to do it. And he says, blessings will do what? They will come upon you and overtake you. Because you are preparing your heart to speak what God says. He says, the blessings will come upon you and overtake you. He says, they'll be everywhere. They'll be as you go, as you come in, as you go out. As you go to the city, as you go to the field, he's going to bless everything that you do, the work of your hands, the increase of your kind, the flocks of your sheep. These shall bless thy, thy bank account, your basket and your store. 
He's going to command blessings upon you. <laughs> he will cause your enemies, verse 7, glory to God. He will cause your enemies that come out, that rise up against you, mm, um, uh, that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you one way, and they'll flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command his blessing upon thee in all of thy storehouses, and in all that thy settest thine hand to. He shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee to establish thee a, a, a holy people unto himself. A holy people, not a tired people. Glory to God. Let's hear what he said so that we can enjoy it. See? He, he, he's, he's wanting you to, to flow in this. This is how you are prepared for the battle. See? And over and over and over again, he would say things to us to give us clues, if you would, so that we would not have to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He gives us clues so that we will not have to be deceived by the enemy. Because that's what the devil does. He is a deceiver. The, Jesus told, the Bible tells us that the devil was, was the, the most subtle creature. And what do you use subtlety for? You use subtlety to cloak what the main thing is. But if we would keep the main thing the main thing, we would keep the victory, walk in victory, walk in power. Glory to God. See? That's why when he said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, the mountain would obey you. Why? Because the word that was spoken first to the mountain is that let there be word. Glory to God. So when I come back and I simply say, let there be. When I agree with God. When I align my heart with his word, then speak his word. He's given us permission to speak his word, to say to the mountain, if thou shalt say. Come on, let's go over there. We've been around it in Mark chapter 11. Let's just go there. And again, these are the things that, I want you to trigger in your spirit. See? All I'm doing right now, thank you, my God, all I'm doing right now is stirring up what's already in your spirit. You might not have aligned it so that you can utilize it, but it was already in your spirit. Because when you, when the Holy Spirit came in, everything that you needed, he did not leave anything of the kingdom out. Amen. When you made Jesus your Lord, the whole kingdom now has residence in your heart. The entire kingdom. Before we get to Mark, let's go to uh, Matthew. Are we gonna go to? We're gonna go, I'm gonna try to go to Mark, <laughs> but go to Matthew chapter 14. 14:26. See, the Holy Spirit's job. It's to work with what's already inside you. Your victory is in your mouth. Glory to God. Because his word is in your heart. That puts the victory in your mouth. And if you will abide in his word, 
and his word abide in you, then you will speak correctly. You will ask what you will, and it will be given. Okay? Let's look at at, at, uh, Matthew chapter uh, 14. 14. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. John chapter 14. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yes. John 14, 26, 15, 26, and 16, 13. Okay. 14, 26. Because you have the kingdom of God residing in you. He did not bring a partial kingdom. He did not bring the poor man's kingdom. Glory to God. He brought the whole kingdom. That's what Jesus said it would happen. It, again, I'm, all of this is what he said as he was teaching them. And, and they simply recorded it differently because Luke said that when you ask God for, for uh, the word to be yours, he doesn't give you something else. If you ask him for a fish, he doesn't give you a stone. All right. That's, that's, Jesus, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to... To let you see it, let's go to let's go to Luke 12. Before we go to we're going to get to John. <laughs> I just want you to see this so that you will understand what 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 God is saying to you. See, so that you can know that how to win. So you can know how to win. Because God is more interested, I'm sorry, um, um, he's, he's interested in you winning because he wants you to know what it is. Um, listen to this, um, chapter 11 in Luke. Okay? Chapter 11 in Luke. And 1232. Yes. He says he's going to give you the whole kingdom. But let's let's look at this. Um, in in. In, in Luke chapter 11, when he was teaching them to pray, okay? He was teaching them to pray. And they asked him, and he said, well, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven, okay? Give us this day our daily bread. So then as he's teaching, he didn't just preach and leave. He's teaching them this, okay? He, he, he needs for us to get this. We'll go over and over and over it again until it's settled. Then in verse 9, he says, and I say unto you, ask, and it will be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. Not someone, everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. He says, if a son asks bread of any of you that's his father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If he asked for an egg, would he give him a a scorpion? He says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? So he's trying to give us an understanding of when we ask, what should we get? Okay? He's trying to give us that understanding so that we will not be lacking in anything. Then you go over to... 12, uh, 32, 
Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Then he says, fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you what? The kingdom. So, 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 so he didn't just give you part of the kingdom according to what Jesus said. That's in red in your Bible. See? He says, the one, the one that we probably know better is he says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. We probably know that one, don't we? We remember that one. Well, the one that comes after it says, for don't fear, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to do what? To give you. He didn't say for you to work for it, did he? He said to give you the kingdom. Why is that important? Okay. Now we go to uh, John chapter 14, 26. It's the Father's good pleasure. If he said, if you ask him for the Holy Spirit, he's not going to give you some counterfeit. He's not going to give you something else. He's going to give you the Holy Spirit. And when you get the Holy Spirit, it's evident that you have what? The whole kingdom because that's the father's good pleasure okay then he says in verse uh, 26 he says and I, I'm, I'm, I really don't like doing this but because of time I'm, I'm taking you exactly to the, the, the part that, that speaks to the kingdom of God in you okay the kingdom of God in you. This is all what happened when the let took place. Okay? Wow. 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 Who does good? See, God does things, and what he does is instantly. How we can access it might take a lot of time. Shouldn't, but it might. But he gave you the whole nine yards from Jump Street. Okay? You lack nothing. Amen. Watch this. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall do what? Teach you all things and bring to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Wait a minute. Okay. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth I. Let not your heart. He tell you. He just went back to tell us. We got to go back to this let, didn't he? Let not your heart be troubled. Okay? So he says the Holy Ghost's job now, again, I say these things over and over. The Holy Ghost's job is to bring to your remembrance what Jesus has said. Bringing to your remembrance was not introducing it, was it? It's, it's regurgitating what you already have, revisiting what you already have. The Holy Ghost's job is to revisit what Jesus said is yours. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the whole kingdom. I, I hope you're understanding that, 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 that what I'm giving you is the information that would say that you're not trying to beg God for something. This is what Jesus said was already yours. Holy Ghost's job is to bring to your remembrance, teach you all things. Read now to go to uh, 1526. 1526. And it says, But the comforter whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth. So whenever you hear the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of truth, they are one in the same. Okay? 
even the spirit of truth that proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Go to 16:13. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come. That's why I took you to 16, 15, 26 verse, so that you know we're talking about the same, the same entity, the same person. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. See, that's the fivefold ministry, if you will, of the Holy Spirit. To, 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 to take you back to truth, settle you in truth, because he's only going to talk about, he will not speak of himself, he's only going to talk about the things that Jesus has won for you, the things that Jesus has uh, 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 given his blood so that you can enjoy. He's going to talk about those things. See? And then he's going to empower you as chapter 1, verse 8. He's going to give you power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So he's giving you the authority to speak what he says in your spirit. Whatever the Holy Ghost brings back to your remembrance, because Jesus said it, now he's giving you the power to speak it, the power to release it. Because by your words are you justified. By your words are you condemned. See? He's wanting us to use the word. Go spend time with the Holy Ghost and let him build you up. That's what it says in Acts chapter uh, 20, 32. It says, Now, brethren, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace that's able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. So he knows that, that, that we didn't perceive it, but he says, Now I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace. See? That that grace is going to do what? Build you up. Because when Jesus came, he was full of grace and truth. And of his fullness we have received. Grace for grace. Now, brethren, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace that's able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Wow. See, this is counting the cost. This is proper preparation. See? So that, 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 that I can align my thoughts on the word of God. I can align my thoughts on the promises of God because it's his good pleasure Give me the whole kingdom. He's, mm -hmm. Jesus returned to us what Adam gave away uh, with, to the devil. Because when, we, when he gives us the whole kingdom, listen at the words, God made man, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and then he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, have dominion. See, he gave him the whole kingdom. And Jesus came back and restored what God originally said would let us make man after his image. See? He's, he's restored everything to us. Our job is to allow God to speak to us so we can speak to situations, circumstances, so we can speak to need and remove it 
obliterated. We can tell the need. My God supplies my need, all of it, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, I, I can say that. I can say that confidently because the Holy Ghost has brought to my remembrance what Jesus has said to me. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the whole kingdom. Whatever it is that you need, my kingdom has already supplied it, and it is the Father's good pleasure that you should enjoy it. He's given us all things richly to enjoy. See? We have spent more time thinking about, well, uh, talking about what the devil's doing. Well, why don't you allow the Holy Ghost to bring to your remembrance what Jesus has said? It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. His good pleasure. Didn't say it's the Father's good pleasure for you to work for the kingdom. I'm sorry, I didn't see that in my Bible. It says the Father wants to give me the kingdom. Now I can operate as a son, as a king's kid, as a joint heir. See? And now I begin to speak to mountains, and the mountains have to move. See, Jesus told us that. Now we can go back to Mark chapter 11. <laughs> Beloved, I hope you're tracking this. Again, even write down the scriptures. Go back and, and revisit them again. See, because this is how you prepare for the battle. This is where the battle is won. When you know whose you are, it's not a challenge. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that's able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are already sanctified. That means Jesus is already sanctified. My inheritance is going to be as Jesus' inheritance was. Give you inheritance among them that are already sanctified. Not those that are going through glory to God. See, I, I can appreciate how we got there, but we didn't have to stay there. Jesus said it's finished. So I don't have to stay in the, in, in the lurch. I don't have to stay in transition. I can go and receive my inheritance among them that are sanctified. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. I've been commended unto that. that. That is the place that I am now made to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 and following. I, 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 I live there. And as I live there, then I get to glean the benefits from that. See? I, 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 again, he's given me all things richly to enjoy. See? I don't have to work for this. This is my inheritance. See? The power that, again, the Holy Ghost is going to bring to my remembrance what Jesus said. He's going to teach me all things. He's going to show me things to come. He's going to then uh, take me, lead me into that truth, and he's going to give me the power to speak that truth, to release what I need in the earth, in my life, right now, in this season. 
Glory to God. To to be, to let to go back to the let there be in creation. Because everything everything that let there be was for me. Amen. He went through all he went through the first six days of let there be, and then on the seventh on the fifth days he went through let there be. On the sixth day he said, "Now put the man in what I've created for him. Let him have dominion." And then what do you have to do, man? Enter into the Sabbath rest. Glory to God. First thing the man was introduced to was rest. Seventh day. And God rested, made the man, and showed the man, rest is what I want for you. I've done all the work. First five days was the work done. And now you are the crowning achievement, and I want you to enter into the rest of what I did. So you just hearken diligently unto me. Hear what I say. Do what I say. And as you hear what I say, Jesus said, the results of hearing what God says, doing what God says, you will do greater works than these. Come on, y'all. You know, we're we're so busy trying to do the works that just cause us to be able to, 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 to pay this bill or that bill. He said we would do greater works. That doesn't sound like I'm going to spend all my time trying to pay bills, trying to meet needs. Glory to God. I, but I have to then put this in my heart so that the greater works are something that I'm even thinking about. Let this mind be in you. We, we function differently. Excuse me. We are programmed and created to function differently. And if we have been trained by uh, uh, circumstances and situations, then we probably won't function the way we at the highest level. See, we're 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 being trained by circumstances instead of allowing the Spirit of God, who the Jesus said, He will teach you, He will train you. So then, again, just do exactly what, what God did when he saw a mess. He looked at the earth. It was void and without form. And he hovered. He thought about. It says the Spirit of God did that. And then he spoke. So then God has given us the Spirit of God inside of our bodies, in our heart, so that we can allow him to just hover over a situation. And then we will speak. Let there be. Glory to God. See, we, we don't have to speak from fear. We can speak from faith. <laughs> okay, goodness gracious. All right, I'm going to try to get there. I'm going to try to get there. Y'all pray for me because <laughs> we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11. Okay, we're going to go there. <laughs> Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus was speaking about what happened, what 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 Peter saw. He saw Jesus say something. He came to a fig tree and he wanted to eat the fruit of the tree, and no, there was no fruit, and so Jesus cursed the fig tree, and then he went on about his business. 
And the next day as he was passing the same way, as they came, and verse 21 said, um, verse 20, and when, uh, verse 19, and when even was come, he, Jesus, went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. He cursed it in verse 14, and then in verse 20, he's walking by. Wasn't paying attention to it, but Peter was just saying, this man do stuff different from us. And then he said, Jesus, behold, look at him. The fig tree that you cursed, it's withered away. And Jesus answered, saying to him, have faith of God or have the faith of God. He just authorized that. You have the faith of God. Use it. Have the faith of God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And because of this I say unto you, that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you have received them and you shall have them. Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Don't believe they will come. Believe that you receive them. He's trying to get us to live in the past tense of our words. See, let, okay, we'll do it that way. Let is a perfect present word, okay? Because you can let in the affirmative or you can let in the negative. Whichever one you let is what you're going to enjoy because it's an active word either way. So he says, so therefore I say unto you that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Because let principle is operating. And as you stand praying, forgive if you have all against any, so that your Father which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. So see, you want to work these principles. If you've got the wrong stuff in your heart, then, okay, that which is in your heart, the thing that's in fullness in your heart, when you don't forgive your brother, then what's fully in your heart is hate. Because that's what Jesus said would be. The fullness of your heart, that's what you speak. And if you hate, your, if you say you love God who you have not seen, Yet you hate your brother who you see. How dwells the love of God in you? See? Because the, what happened is you have filled your heart with stuff that shouldn't be in your heart. Heart was not created for that. Your heart is the manufacturing plant for your victory. And here you are is you stop the, the manufacturing system by filling it with hurt, harm, danger. Frustration, things that he never wanted to be in there. He wanted faith to be in your heart. He wanted peace to be in your heart. He wanted love to be in your heart. The fruit or the increase of the spirit in your heart. Because then it will produce after its own kind. The peace in your heart will produce peace in your life. The love in your heart will produce love in your life. The faith in your heart will produce faith in your life. That's why he wants your heart to be filled with love, filled with the fruit of the Spirit. 
so that when you say to this mountain, be thou removed, it will be done. See? But when we have all of the other things crowding out the word, choking the word, that's what Jesus told us. See? Mark chapter 4. It says that there's other things, they seep in, they creep in, and they choke the word, and the word becomes unfruitful. Why? Because the love of God is not preeminent. Watch this, Hebrews chapter 11. Favorite, favorite scripture here. He says, this is a, just be prepared, being prepared for the battle. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good report. Listen at this, verse 3. Through faith, we understand. I want you to stop trying to understand through any other means but by faith. Do not understand any longer by situations, circumstance. Do not understand any longer by predicate. Pedigree. Well, this is what my mama did. This is what my didn't. No, no. Stop understanding through pedigree. See? Paul told us that. He said, no, from now on, henceforth, no, no man after the flesh. So don't try to know people after the flesh. So that means you can't go, my mama and them did this. You are knowing someone after the flesh. Okay? I appreciate what they did. Now I'm going to find out how God calls them to do it. Different place. Because he's going to meet my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, not by what my mom and them said. Amen. Amen. See? He says, through faith we understand. What do we understand? That the worlds were framed by the word of God. Wait a minute, let's dig in there. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That's what's holding them up. The word of God is holding everything up. Okay, you already hear in, 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 in Hebrews, just go back to chapter 1. Just go back to chapter 1. Okay, let's just look at it again. We have to know these things. Hebrews chapter 1. We'll start at verse 1, stop it at verse 3. God, who at sundry times and different times, in divers manners, spake in times past unto you by the, unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these days, what days? These days, spoken to us by his son, and his son is his word, okay? Whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness and the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, listen to what he says, and upholding all things by the word of his power. He's upholding what? All things by the word of his power. See? So then the world were framed upholding all things by the word of God. See? So that's why he wants you to have the word in your heart in fullness, because whatever's in your heart in abundance, your mouth will speak. See? We understand through faith 
And when you understand through faith and not through what I like, not through what my mama didn't say, no, you understand through faith. And then when you understand through faith, you know that the worlds are framed by the word of God. So then my world, I can frame it by the word of God. I can prepare it for me to enjoy good. They were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So then we can take that physically and uh, metaphorically because things, <laughs> this is what he said, so that the things which are seen were not made of things that do appear. So then I can change what I'm looking at because it's now framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. I see in my heart this, and that's going to bring to pass what I see in my heart. Because out of my abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks, and I call forth that thing which I see in my heart. So that the thing that I'm looking at is not going to be made by that which appears. See? I'm calling forth those things that be not as though they were. They are things. They are not imaginations. They are things, he said. See? And so since I'm looking at things out of my heart rather than the eyes of my flesh, then I know that I can frame my world by the word of God. And the things that I will enjoy will not be made by the things that are in front of me, that appear. See, what appears is not greater than the things that I see in my spirit. Because we, okay, all right. I, I, I just wanted you to see that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get one more here that, 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 that helps this. Which is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. See? And, and then try to get us to, 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 to have a different gaze. That, that we're going to the beginning let there be. We're going to live off the let. Amen. Chapter 4, verse... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, chapter 4, verse 18, yes. Okay, let's start up in verse... Uh, four, 17. Verse 16. <laughs> I try not to back up. I'll wait to the, to the beginning of it. Yeah, I am, man. Let's go. Verse 13. That's it. We're going to start there. First Corinthians, second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, For we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. So then I should not just be saying things because I think they are, because they appear. I'm going to have to say things that I believe, all right? Trying to wash this so that we can do it right. We have the same spirit. According as written, 
I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing something, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. For this light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us. So when you find yourself in a situation, please know that it's just a light affliction, and it's working for you. It's not working against you. I hope you heard that. The afflictions, first of all, they are light. If you don't look at them that way, then you're going to uh, you're going to abandon the plan of God because you're going to be you're not you're not understanding by faith. You're not understanding through faith. See, you're understanding through circumstance. And when you start understanding through circumstance, you threw away the advantage that faith brought to you. For this light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. I mean, not just something that's temporary. It is, first of all, it is more exceeding. Whatever you're going through, that's light. He's bringing you the exceeding for that light thing. It is more, more, it's not just exceeding. It is more exceeding. Glory to God. More exceeding weight and eternal weight of glory. Not a temporary fix. You're going to bring the same thing, the same power when he said the Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more. It's an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are not seen, excuse me, for the things which are seen are temporary, temporal, subject to change. But the things that are not seen are eternal, everlasting, deathless. See, we've got to kind of change things in our thinking. We've got to begin to look at the power of the inner man that speaks victory. Because out of your heart, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And you can then have the things that you say. If you, ooh, that's good, sir. If you would watch the things that are unseen, you can have what you say. That's what we just read. While we look not at the things which are seen, but those that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So then we're going to have to program our heart to stop looking at things that we see and look at the things from what the Word says. Face your circumstances with the truth of the Word. If you continue in my Word, then are you disciplined, my disciples, in what you do. And you will be intimate with the truth, know the truth, and the truth that you are intimate with will make you free. When you let the in the beginning God 
be the God of your heart, of your life, and of your victory. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you for your word, the entrance of your word that gives light, gives understanding to the simple. Thank you that we choose to live by that light that has shined in our spirit and in our soul so that we can then say what's pleasing to you, that we can then call those things that be not as though they were, that we would then be children of faith, children of promise, that choose to live according to your desire. And now, brethren, I commend you unto God and to the word of his grace that's able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Thank you, God, that we choose victory. We choose life this day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Glory to God. Well, as we do, we give you an opportunity. If the ministry has been a blessing to you, we give you an opportunity to um, uh, ask any questions or make any comments that you would have. Area code 312-330-4024. You have the call. Any comments or questions about the ministry today? Go ahead. Here we go, 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Amen. Here we go, 445367829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Just another wonderful Monday with a word that's coming through that I can stand on. I appreciate it. That's what we're here for. Amen. 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 Glad that you're part of the ministry tonight. Amen. Amen. I'll try it again. Area code 312-330-4024. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Okay. They're engaged in, in something else. At the same time, so amen. So um, if the ministry has blessed you, uh, then we would ask you to go to uh, the website and find the Donate tab and allow God, allow God to tell you what you should sow, what seeds you should give to the uh, LiveDeliverance.com. Just go to the website, LiveDeliverance.com, and uh, go to the website, find uh, your heart's position, and ask God what he would have you to give. Also, we ask you to tell all your friends how they can listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evening. It's not just something where I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying uh, all the things. I, I we want you to participate. We want you to to grow with us. Amen. So that's what we want you to do. So um, you know, tell people uh, where they can go livedeliverance.com or they can use the radio uh, telephone uh, either way, which would be six seven six four six. Three uh, seven eight eighteen fifty seven. That number again is a uh, six four six three seven eight eighteen fifty seven. One way or the other, you can come into the broadcast and, and we can just share and and see what God would have for us each and every Monday. 
So, until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Until the next time we get together, love you, be blessed.